0: To Bonta Vista episode fifty-five. Uh, hi, and welcome to this uh, club that we're doing the podcast in, where there is also a slam poetry night going on. Uh, Theo's <laughs> over in the corner, tapping away on some bongos. Really out of time. Uh, he looks very uncomfortable about it. It's clearly not coming to him naturally. Ben is wearing a beret. That is coming to me naturally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lucy's smoking a cigarette in one of those long holders. Uh, She's coughing and holding onto her weak lungs and being asked to leave by the staff. (laughs) You can't smoke inside, folks. can't smoke inside. Uh, I'm I'm Andrew. Obviously, we'll all do some slam poetry at some point because it was part of the condition of entry. Uh, You can't just show up and use the mic on the stage to record your podcast, ignoring the fact that there's an event going on. Uh, but we'll do our best, you know. Oh, um, Oh, hey, hey, everybody! I just got word that very <laughs> second, live on the podcast. This is true. This is not a joke. Oh, um, <laughs> that uh, that my uh, sister-in-law and my brother have just had another baby.
1: Oh, oh. oh
0: how a lovely. double uncle. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> double right.
2: uncle. Well, we're all double uncles. I'm a, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I'm a, triple, a triple uncle. Uncle.
0: Jeez. Oh, well, you are bragging right now. You really. But I mean, if we're measuring who's
2: the unkliest person on the podcast. <laughs> so I, I think if I, if I count my nephews, let me just double check. Yeah, one.
0: Well, I two made two of my own children. No big deal. <laughs> well,
2: <Yeah>. we're not <laughs> talking about
0: parenthood. We're talking that about... That doesn't count in the Unclehood. Uncle so. <laughs> oh,
2: dear. Uh, I mean,
0: so congratulations, congratulations regardless, but uh, let
2: me know when you've got another one. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, anyway, so what's been going on in the news in Australia this week, folks? Uh, stupid stuff. Really dumb, dumb shit. Stuff. Dumb shit. If you want us to be real with you, and what better time is there to be real about the human condition than slam poetry night? That's right. Here at the club.
2: Can I just... I <clears throat> I, I, I know I've, I've never been pedantic about your intros before, and...
0: Uh, I disagree, but continue. <laughs> well, uh,
2: I don't know. Well, uh, I don't want to sound overtly critical, and I'm just asking questions. Mm-hmm. Now, you've said Theo was tapping away on the bongos. Mm-hmm. Uh am I to presume this is some sort of uh percussive accompaniment to which the poetry is being performed hmm. oh he's he's just warming up.
3: Slam poetry, right? You've got to have bongos. Yeah.
2: Well, see, this is my quibble. I believe you've described beat poetry.
3: Oh, oh. is this racist somehow? Hmm.
2: I don't think there's a race component.
3: I feel like it's uh, a very wide activity, so it's fine.
2: Uh, well, well yeah, there it, is a race component in that regard.
0: Yeah, I think it's typical that the uh, the white guy wearing the beret is lecturing everybody else on the categorization of poetry.
2: Mm. Oh, look, I guess, <laughs> I'm something of an expert on this. I don't know if you, you know this, but uh, true story. Uh, before I ever met George, like the first time I ever saw her, she was doing a thing at a slam poetry evening. I'm
3: so oh, sorry, George.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wasn't performing. bad now. She's, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, she hasn't done one since, so... Everything is
4: fine, and I've played uh, uh. I've played Grim Fandango, so I think I know a thing or two about (laughs) beat poetry. (laughs) Uh, Also, a little little bit irritated about the uh, insinuation that I'll be playing the bongos out of time. Is that is that the impression that I that I give that if it's like if I am going to be playing bongos, it's just going to be just senseless, just nonsense. (laughs)
0: No, that's, that's, purely by, um, that's purely a result of your discomfort at performing publicly. <laughs> oh, that makes total sense, actually. Yeah.
2: Uh, speaking of out of time, uh, which version of the intro are you
4: <laughs> Please don't. At the start don't, of this? Don't
0: oh, do it. Oh, my God.
4: Don't do
3: it oh to everyone God. else. I've already been hurt by uh, it. No one else can needs you, to be can hurt. Can you play
0: us off with it? Um, uh, play us out tonight? Yeah, yeah I, can, yes. I can do that. Um, I, wi- wife of the show... Alex Watts. Um, and enemy uh, of the show. <laughs> wife and enemy of the show. Ex-wife of the show. Um, no, no, um, we're still
4: married,
2: but just in a very... Uh, it's not going well. It's we're not, separated.
4: We're
0: sleeping in
2: separate beds, separate bedrooms. Mm. The kids mm. are asking questions.
0: Yep. Uh, he, he heard a recent episode where um, we were asked what music we've been listening to lately, uh, in which I jokingly suggested that Lucy's been listening to a lot of ska, bit of ska talk. Um, Alex has paid a musician online the princely sum of, I believe, $5. Well, let's
2: not be generous here. He paid a person online.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, a trombonist. <laughs> he, he paid a person um, real money to attempt to recreate the show's theme in the format of Scar. Uh They have produced it, and it certainly sounds like they spent $5 worth of effort on it. Um... I played it to wife of the show, my wife, Eleanor, who said, I can't even remember what the theme sounds like. Now. That's
2: exactly <laughs> what happened to me. I started listening to it. And after the first, I don't know, halfway through, I was like, what is that? How does the theme sound sort of go? Because I can't. It just, just completely erased it from my brain.
0: Musically disassociating.
2: It's every single note is off the beat. Every single Uh, one of them. A scar, baby. (laughs) Oh, it was giving (laughs) me a headache. It's, uh, But I mean, well done to that person whose time... I mean, all right, so it was on Fiverr, the website where you pay people five bucks to do things, right?
0: Can we just say uh, typical of ad executive, Alex, to exploit... uh, Exploit exploit the labor of a tromboner.
3: A poor (laughs) tromboner.
2: I mean, if they spent $5 worth of time on it, let's say uh, 15 minutes... No, it's still bad. I can't justify it. Uh,
3: <laughs> I feel bad. Stick We've around done a bad at the end thing. of the podcast. Alex has done a bad thing.
2: Mm.
4: So I will play us out with it tonight. I think uh, we all need to just forget about it before yeah. the end. Yeah. Mm. Uh, don't mention it before the end, and we'll just
0: go into it with a clear
4: mind.
1: Mm.
0: Yep we will just let the listeners um, just fall yeah. into that like uh, like an auditory uh, piece of dog shit that they've stepped in and not realised. Mm. You know? We we report, you decide. Yes. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> anyway, uh, from things in the news this week, uh, a Twitter friend, UseCunts, has sent us <laughs> something oh. in from Andrew Bolt's <laughs> blog. Uh, just so you know, that is a Twitter handle spelled U-S-E-C-U-N-C-E. Uh, mm. Which, you know... That's a good the, one. Yeah, the old mm, uh, translates, translates well in the Australian vernacular. Yeez counts. Uh, has sent us in an entry from Andrew Bolt's blog titled Greens want Christian faith banned, Aboriginal faith kept. Uh, so, typical, typical Andrew Bolt style of just going absolutely...
3: Making shit up.
0: Shriekingly hysterical. <laughs> just yes, making shit up. <laughs> over something pretty innocuous. He begins, the Greens want the Lord's Prayer banned from being read at the start of Senate business.
4: So can I just just immediately just, um, I love the way that conservatives are totally unable to um, make the difference, the the distinction between something being banned and something not being mandated. Mm. (laughs) Yes, just a change. Just a change. It's that's not. It's that's, yeah. that's not what that means. Like, it's
3: just not compulsory anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, not. Doing it's not that like
2: thing. if you start. I was going to start saying start Lord Brown. I've completely forgotten what it is now. Anyway, it's not like if you start doing it, someone's going to drop from the ceiling and shoot you in the head.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They they seem to have some very funny ideas about what the actual definition of things like banned and censored are. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, like for example, even if somebody were to say to you, Hey, uh, the thing you're doing kind of sucks. Could you not that that is you, um, censoring somebody in their free speech. Mm. So Andrew, uh, links to the following article in the guardian. Allow me to read to you from this and see if you get the sense of, um, something being, being banned by the iron hand of the censorious state. Uh, on Wednesday, Green Senator Lee Rhiannon will move a motion for a Senate inquiry into the proposed alternative to the Lord's Prayer, uh, which will go, Senators, let us sit in silence, pray or reflect upon our responsibilities to all people of Australia and to future generations. The move is supported in a letter signed by progressive religious leaders, including Father Rod Bauer of the Anglican Parish of Gosford, the Reverend, Reverend Margaret Maimon of Pitt Street United Church, and Rabbi Geoffrey Caymans of the Temple Emmanuel at Woolhouse. Wallara, Wallara, Yes. Maimon said it was, quote, Time for the Senate to move on from an opening prayer that belongs to the era when Christianity was the major religion in Australia and was given precedence over other faiths and belief systems. It's time to embrace words that are inclusive and respectful of religious diversity, she said. The archaic language of the current prayer suggests that religious ideas are anachronistic and irrelevant in a pluralistic society. The use of the Lord's Prayer is not respectful of Christian faith as it reduces the prayer that Jesus taught his followers to pray to a rote recitation in this context. Uh, Andrew continues. Hmm. I like that he, uh, he, he writes on his blog like he speaks in his show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does. <laughs> with this ridiculous uh, condescension hmm so will the Greens ban Parliament's other religious ceremony the Aboriginal smoking ceremony at the opening of Parliament that's supposedly meant to cleanse it with holy smoke and stop in its scare quotes bad spirits Uh, it's not at all weird that somebody who was um, officially convicted of racism about (laughs) Aboriginal people to focus on Uh, not a weird thing at all for him to get hung up on that thing specifically uh and again, you know, they're, it's, they're not they're not banning anything. Not banning anything. Mm. Uh and look, yeah, sure. Uh priests, reverends, rabbis, Buddhist monks, they can get all of them to agree on it. Uh but we would like to hear from a real theologist. Uh we want to hear from one with an innate knowledge of vampire lore and chokers and the whole canon of Anne Rice novels.
1: <laughs> Who
0: are you That's talking right. about?
3: Who are you talking about, Andrew?
0: <laughs> That's right. Andrew has got a uh, huge theater idiot, Daisy Cousins, to weigh in. And let me just say, if um, if you do happen to tune in, um, if you have a look at their Facebook page or the Twitter account this was posted on... Um, God, what is going on with that fucking bird's nest of hair she's got going on there? The
3: hair is the worst bit. I, like, do you know, the dresses are forgivable. The hair is just a whole other thing. I mean,
2: you would say that the dress I would, I know <laughs> I would say that. I'm trying not to, like,
3: own myself here. Oh... <laughs>
0: I um I think that they should like pan out a little and try and get some of her parasol in the frame. That's all.
3: She would definitely <laughs> carry a parasol,
0: twirling whimsically. She, she looks like she's five
4: minutes away from being murdered by Jack the Ripper at all
0: times. <laughs> so, folks, oh, uh, do we want to hear? Do we want to hear the uh, the startling insight? of noted things. Oh, it day looks day like point. a bloodborne enemy. <laughs> 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 all right. All right, here we go. <clears throat> here we go.
5: First of all I'd like to say I don't know what Liranne oh, is fuck? talking about when she mentions some sort of religious bias in government. I mean we know for a fact that the state is separate from religion in Australia, so that's a bit of hyperbole there. Look, I think it's perfectly oh harmless God. having the Lord's Prayer at the start of Parliament because it doesn't have to be looked at as a religious thing. It just harks back what? to the traditions and the values upon which this country was founded. I mean, yes, we live in an increasingly secular world and secular Australia, but the bottom line is our entire legal system is based on Judeo-Christian principles. So you know, no one is, is forcing um parliamentarians to even pray. You can he- easily use it as a moment of quiet reflection and thought about the day, but to, to scrap it for a reason that is really tokenistic and purely semantic and a waste of time, just, it's sorry, it does not make sense to me at all.
2: Oh my goodness. Oh my God.
5: How do you learn to speak like that?
2: It's so, <laughs> so tortured. Like, I don't know if this maybe was just me hearing it wrong, but did she say hyperbole? <laughs>
1: <laughs> she
3: did. Oh, Lord's Prayer God. is not necessarily religious. That's fucking all right, insane. mate. Okay.
2: How, um, <laughs> I'm just going to say this so that we could maybe use it as the title of the podcast Our Father Who Fart in Heaven. <laughs> Rackham. Rackham.
0: <laughs> Oh, my God. That's that. Yes, Lizzie, that was my favourite part of it I by love it. far was um, you don't necessarily have to look at the Lord's Prayer as a religious thing.
3: These are the same people that'll be like, oh, we can't have any Muslim stuff because this is a secular society. Like... Oh, well,
2: she's where she's like, "Oh, it's just semantics." Like, yes, we're literally talking about words. This is going to do yep. with the meaning of words.
3: Yes, that is what semantics means, Daisy. Well, <laughs>
2: also, like, how?
0: Yeah, you know, how, how do you how do you simultaneously try and argue like, "Oh, we live in a society where everything that we do is based on Judeo-Christian principles and morals and everything," but also, you know. We have separation of church and state, so that's not even a thing that we should have. To but but about. you said, I think
4: it's ridiculous to say that we don't. Anyway, here's why the prayer should remain. It's like continues to prove and then disprove her her uh, point in like alternate sentences.
2: Mm. I didn't because even she doesn't know really
4: that...
0: have anything to say.
2: <laughs> no. I only found out that we did this from this. I had no idea that we did no, the Lord's either. prayer before the thing. And like no, every, day, not... every day, every day. I'm not one of those fucking militant internet atheists that gets riled up about dumb shit, but that's fucking weird. That's an that's insanely weird. weird thing to do.
3: I consider Australia pretty secular. I think it's very strange.
0: Well, yeah, and like, uh, you know, I, I again, I have no issue with what, like, Lee Rihanna's proposing, which is just very simply... Oh well, that's that's not what kind of country it is anymore. Like it, it kind of makes me think of like a lot of the arguments about um, in the states about the constitution. You know how it, it seems like half the people are like the constitution; it's completely concrete, and the people who wrote it knew that they were writing it to be like that forever. And the other half of the people go, "Yeah," and they also built in all these parts where they said the society that we're in won't stay the same forever it will keep changing and that's why we've built in the ability for you to like make amendments and keep altering it as you go along Hmm. Um, and that's just what this makes me think of it's just a completely sensible thing to say okay look at the country we're in now it's completely different uh, to what it was when all this kicked off and now having everybody sit down at the start of the day and listen to the Lord's Prayer is fucking absurd Uh, it's very silly it's just a very strange thing. And particularly, you know, like we're saying, if, if we're going to try and keep up the pretense that there's supposed to be a separation of church and state, despite, you know, conservative government still insisting on things like the school chaplains program, giving government mm. funding to making sure that there's chaplains in schools to tell you, like, not to touch your dick or <laughs> get abortions or anything like that. Uh, you know, very silly. It's extremely silly stuff. And speaking of massive dipshits, uh, there's been a fair bit of action this week um, from noted libertarian fuckwit, uh, David Laneholm. Senator David Laneholm. Lucy, I hate that guy. would you like to try and walk us through Ugh. the sequence of events here?
3: Oh, it's been incredible.
4: Should we, should we briefly describe... David Laneholm first. Though.
3: Libertarian, I feel like sums it sums it uh, up really. Hundred
4: percent
0: human libertarian Twitter egg avatar. Yeah, turd David Laneholm,
3: a big turd man.
4: It's like if you shaved Ron Swanson <laughs> and took away all of his practical
2: skills and mm. all of his good qualities, and if you shrunk his bones by eighty <laughs> percent,
4: <laughs> but just kept the skin. And the same. Added more skin. They've just. Kept the skin coming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, yep. He it uh, was elected by accident uh, because he had um, it was the Liberal Democrats. It and then the, his
2: logo yeah. Yeah. was also strikingly like similar the to the Liberal Party, Party yeah.
4: one. Yeah, and we and Party. we can't
0: stop um, just
4: just experimenting. Um, the, the great experiment that is the Senate voting laws. Ah, um, mm-hmm. oh, yes. Look, it's just it's an iterative process. Uh, occasionally, you repeatedly. Um, elect a sentient libertarian
0: ball bag to Senate. <laughs> hmm. uh, mm. So, what what do you got for us? Oh, religion? well,
3: I didn't even read all this till today. The quotes are just incredible. So, on Thursday, the Upper House was debating Queensland Senator Fraser Anning's motion calling on governments to encourage women to carry tasers, pepper spray and mace to defend themselves from murderers and rapists. Uh, normal libertarian shit.
0: I would like to, to just um, jump in on that particular point and say this mm. is a thing that I haven't really seen anybody commenting on, but it shits me no end because this to me is just complete libertarian smokescreen bullshit. This idea of, oh, we should we should sell um, tasers and pepper spray so that women can protect themselves from yeah, rapists bullshit. and everything. Bullshit. Which, as, as we continue on through this story, you'll see that David Laneholm's number one libertarian gripe in the world is that we we should make no distinction between any individuals based on their gender Mm. or their race or their sexuality or anything like that, Um, and to do so is bigotry, to do so is massive bigotry. So the idea that we should make considerations around what weapons are available to the public based on the safety concerns of individual genders is fucking bullshit. It's mm. just that he's a gun nut and he wants to start the slippery slope of making weapons available to the public. He absolutely does. You, yeah, if you start selling... Um, hey, it's a crazy thought. Uh, if you are a lady and you would like to defend yourself from potential rapists um, by buying a taser and pepper spray, if those things are legal, guess who else can buy tasers and pepper spray now?
1: hmm
0: Rapists. Yes. Awesome. Um, and I would go one further and say the kinds of people who are out to commit violent acts on other people <laughs> are going to be the sorts who are a lot keener about going and getting their hands on that shit before people who think of it as a last yeah. resort, mm-hmm. defense-wise. Mm. Anyway.
3: Anyway. Continue. So, Green Senator Sarah Hansen-Young was essentially like, well, actually, I think the issue is that there's a male violence problem and there's a lot of rapists. To which uh, David Leinholm told her to stop shagging men. Um, Very
0: normal response.
3: Normal. She asked him to confirm that that's what he said, to which he said yes. So she told him he's a creep and he told her to fuck off.
4: Again, very normal. In the Senate,
2: mind you.
3: In the Senate. In Australian Parliament. Normal stuff.
2: I thought the fuck off happened afterwards. Like, that that was outside of parliament wasn't it that she I'm not well, at least sure outside it's of a like,
3: setting I don't think any of it's recorded so this is just what
4: Sarah Hansen young yeah, said none happened. of it wound
2: up in the Hansard uh mm. which will I guess come up later when we talk about him trying to justify it
4: mm. so when when he what what's his angle right with 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 him saying stop shagging men is oh, he going for the well you're sexually promiscuous and that's the same same
0: thing? Like, mm-hmm. why do you I, go against... I think what he's, what he's going off is this claim that he's making that Sarah Hanson Young has stated publicly that all men are rapists, mm. which as far as I know, she absolutely hasn't. Didn't um, um, say. And, she, and he has she, not been able to come up with. But I'm sure no. we'll no, get to and this. And She has also come out this week and said, I have not said that and I also don't believe that. Um, so he's working off the basis that if she thinks that all men are rapists and all men are evil violent thugs, then it's hypocritical of her to have sex with any of them hmm. so um yeah, if you're thinking of criticizing anything that any member of um one of several genders does, but you also have ever had sex with any of them, think again, you massive think hypocrite again. mm-hmm it's all well, I'm safe. <laughs>
3: Um, that motion was defeated 46-5, to 5, with Lionhelm in the minority support. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: and Christ. then uh, Sarah Hansen-Young asked him to apologise, which seems fairly reasonable. So then, on Sunday, David Lionhelm went on Sky News and 3AW, where he doubled down on his comments, alluding to Sarah Hansen-Young's private life. I didn't hear this, but apparently it's pretty awful to the point that Sky News apologised
4: and ABC refused to reprint
2: the comments. Mm. Yeah, he he essentially. So the the big blow up that happened over this was that uh, Sky News reproduced what he was saying in a strap at the bottom. So they summarised it to the effect of, "She's known for liking men. The rumours in Parliament are well known." Yes, that's I what think happened. is what they said, and they ended up there was like a. a was it? was quite young i think it was a A
0: 26 year old 25
2: or 26 year old um producer for sky news who was filling in for someone else was suspended for Mm. putting the strap up where obviously i mean anyone that works for sky news in any of those shows probably not a great person honestly I, i like i'm sympathetic i'm not Hundred percent sympathetic. Uh, but
3: There's levels of morals in terms of where you were. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, th- I think that the Sky News thing is very similar to the Australian as a newspaper, which is that there is a bunch of reporting around like financial stuff. There's like Rick Morton who does all that great reporting around yeah. the NDIS yeah. Yeah, and that sort of thing. There are good There's, people there. A bunch of very good stuff, but the problem is that it also houses this gross core of editorials and opinion pieces that are all just by, like, 60-year-old misogynist white dudes with massive, massive chips on their shoulders who seem like absolute dinosaurs, and it just horribly taints everything else that they produce. Yeah. It just makes Mm. it really, really hard to support any of the work that any of the good journalists that any of those things do. Like... Now, I'm not one of those people who goes, it's a fucking Murdoch rag and he's trying to take over democracy. <laughs> I understand that there are like different people trying to get by, doing different jobs and all this that sort true. of shit. But like, yeah, man, it's just, you know, what? like...
2: I mean, they, she was literally doing her job. Like, she the the, the point of those graphics is to summarise what is happening on the show. So oh, yeah, her, there's no
3: reason she should have been fired. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, her summarising what they were saying doesn't make any sense to put that on her head. That the conversation was facilitated by Spaghetti Head, fuck Rowan Dean, and slowly dying man, Ross Cameron, and fucking Lionhelm. Like, that's... It's so insane. That's like shooting the messenger to suspend her, as opposed to being like, look at these fucking clowns and what they've done.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, the... the and. <laughs> And as, uh, you know, plenty of people pointed out, uh, the irony was not lost on a lot of folks that, you know, you've got this bunch of huge dipshits on a show where no one can figure out why any of them get given any airtime or anything no. like that. No one knows. Same reason the that people can Yeah, no one can figure out why the fuck Rowan Dean has a column in the AFR. It's like, why? Why? Um, oh, well, but he, yeah, uh, the-
2: he doesn't anymore. Oh, really? Oh, wait, no, sorry, no. He was taken... Oh, this was fucking insane. He was taken off the board of... Is it the Australian Medical Association? <laughs> okay. Oh, what was this? I'm going to Google specifically what this was, because I saw the headline and I was just like, why was why he on was there he the on there? place?
0: <laughs> what the fuck? No, it, my, my... Maybe it was the
2: Australian Medical Journal. Thing. Um... My
0: point was going to be, though, that, yeah, you've got this group of... Just middle-aged misogynist dickheads, all saying horrible, objectionable stuff. Um, it, that you know what what one of them has said gets put up in a strap, and they go, "Let's punish this young woman for what these gross dudes have said about another woman because it's mm. offensive to everyone."
3: I'm still shocked that Sky News has apologized for it.
0: Well, that's it's how you that know disgusting. it was extra <laughs> fucked up. Mm. The fact that they immediately kind of went whoops, that one shouldn't have gone to air. Yep. The same way that, like, you know, just coming back to what I'm saying, I think that, you know, a lot of people have a lot of respect for, like, David Spears as a journalist. Yeah. And and And, yeah, like, you know, 90% of Sky News is other stuff, but 10% of it is fucking Andrew Bolt and Peter Credlin... Mm-hmm. and Ross Cameron and Paul Murray and Rowan Dean, your big fucking spaghetti noodle-headed dipshit. <laughs> and, yeah, and they just let them all get on there and just fucking blather on... Just say whatever.
3: On, just fill, make shit up.
0: Just fill up time. And they all think that they're being fucking clever doing this extremely outdated troll shit. And it sucks majorly. And, it does. Yeah. One time that they've gone, ooh, and... You know the only reason they took it down and apologised? Hmm? Because it was a fucking defamation case waiting to happen.
3: Oh, yeah. They realised there was, they was an actual like, legal problem, yeah.
0: Yeah, not because they were like, oh, it's a bridge too far. They were like, whoa, legal trouble. Get it down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I tried so what came after that?
2: The, I tried to look up the Rowan Dean thing just quickly, and the only outlet that published it was Crikey. And they have deleted the tweet and oh. they have deleted the story. So oh. it might not have been removed from the board of <laughs> Oh, it's a Australian fun story. Huh. Yeah. Fucking no correction issued that I can see oh. or anything.
3: Maybe this was just a FIFA dream, Ben.
2: No, no, it's there. Like you can click on the uh it's all in Google and then oh, you click okay. on it and it redirects to a different story. Oh. So
0: weird. Weird. So, continuing on, Lucy.
3: So, over the next few days, I love this quote, um, Lionhelm denies he targets women and says he abuses people irrespective of gender. Uh, um, Mr. Lionhelm my, says... My he political call-
0: ideology is South Park. <laughs>
3: yeah, Exactly. He says he calls people bastards or bitches, regardless of their sex. It's just abuse. He told ABC Radio. But,
4: but that's not what he was saying, though, right? Like you can't say, "Oh, I hate everybody," but I'm gonna I'm gonna hate women on the basis that they're women. I'm gonna hate, you know, yeah, whatever other minorities on the basis of those mi- minorities. I mean, the, his his comments were very specifically
0: sexist. So yeah. to, for
4: him to come back and say, "Oh, I I hate everybody," that, that's it's bullshit it doesn't doesn't absolve you of, of anything
0: absolutely i mean like that that might fly as a defense if yeah if he had called her a fucking idiot yeah call yeah. her a moron and people had gone oh you sexist and he said just just call her an idiot yeah yeah but, but that but that the insult is that she sleeps with people and that is supposed to be an insult yeah right well well, that he'd started off with the idea that she's a, a hypocrite for having sex with men if she thinks that they're all rapists, which well, he which never, she'd said. never said. Which never said. And then he started to go one further into that with the Sky News stuff of uh, essentially inferring, ah, everyone around Parliament House knows she's a big slut. Yep. Like, th- that was obvi- like, like you were saying, Lucy, in that strap uh, that basically said, oh, people around Parliament House all know the rumours.
3: Yeah, it's fucked up. I also just love that it's just some, like, teenage Facebook meme, like, oh, I'm not racist, I hate everyone equally.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Was that thing you said about bitches and bastards specifically referring to how he had called uh, Angela Bishop a bitch? Uh,
3: Oh, probably, yeah.
2: On when he went on Studio 10 to talk about what he said to Sarah Hanson Young, mm,
3: I think so. Yes,
2: uh, yeah. So, like a couple of days later, he went on Studio 10 and then, uh, oh, yeah, I can't find the context, but he just straight up called her a bitch on TV.
0: Oh, yeah, no, no, he said, um, he, he told, I think he told Angela Bishop that she was acting like a bitch, or whatever. yeah, mm. and um. And, oh, he yeah, called uh, her uh,
2: a bigoted bitch.
0: Yes, oh, yeah. yes, because because to say well, and and again, for you know, as we all know, uh, libertarians when they're posting on Reddit love to be all about uh, logic, facts, and logic and reason. And if that's the if that's the way you want to like, you know, fashion your universe, that's fine. But at least try to be internally consistent about it, because if you're going to try to suggest that to, you know, make a claim about anybody based on their sex or gender or anything like that is makes you bigoted, then don't also include in that same sentence like a gender related attack on somebody. don't uh, don't yeah. Don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if if she's saying something you know, if Angela Bishop is saying something about men or whatever and, and you think that makes her a bigot don't also include calling her a bitch in that same line, you huge fucking idiot. That uh that Studio Ten thing did not go well apparently. <laughs> uh included him just repeatedly backing himself into the same corner and refusing to apologize and doubling down. Um and and the order Apparently, the hosts of the show like the panel of the show and the studio audience audibly groaning each time he doubled down <laughs> on the things he was saying um now this is, this is probably very unwoke of me
4: but this is possibly the only circumstances under which I would ever
0: watch studio 10 <laughs> <laughs> same but uh yeah it got it got dumber and dumber from there um you guys might be pleased to know that a uh, friend of the show uh animatronic garden gnome Caleb Bond <laughs> uh weighed in on Twitter this week with some of his usual oh, sparkling no. wit. Really? Uh the, some some of the usual the wisdom of his years if you will. <laughs> uh, he weighed in with um David Laneholm and Sarah Hansen Young both ought to shut up. Oh, is that? Yes, David Ooh. insulted her. But Sarah has promoted said insult far more than she needed to. Both then fight each other. This has descended into tit for tat. Um, Good on you, Caleb, for not actually being able to exercise any form of judgment whatsoever into trying to discern whether one of the people involved is right and one of them is massively wrong. Mm. Good Um, for you, Caleb. Yeah, and whether maybe, say, one of them is, um, you know, just hurling childish... Schoolyard sexist jibes in their six-figure salary, taxpayer-funded job that they stumbled ass backwards into, and the other one of them is just asking to be treated like a human in their workplace. That's right. Uh, but they should both shut up, right, Caleb? <sighs> both stop flapping their gums so about good. it.
3: good, I love it. Mm. Great stuff, Caleb.
0: You got uh, you got any more for us?
3: Oh yeah. Um so Malcolm Turnbull, Bill Shorten and Tony Ooh, Abbott yeah. all called on David Leinhelm to apologize. Uh he has refused and called Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull a pussy in response. Yes. Mm.
0: <laughs> I believe the quote was Malcolm should stop being such a pussy.
3: Mm, I think that was uh, it.
0: Just so He's much He's such an idiot. He's <laughs> so much of a dick and it's like it's so clear as well that like
3: Love Australian politics.
0: He, he just he just has the he just has the the free speech be so far of yeah. his ass. Well, but he's beaten the system,
4: right? Like this <laughs> is guess. he's finally found a job, uh, which he actively hates, but he can uh, do as little as possible in and get paid huge amounts of money and cannot be fired from, um, no yeah, matter much.
0: how much of a dick he is. Well, he's effectively an independent, isn't he?
3: Yeah, basically.
0: I mean, yeah, I think he's technically a member of a party or whatever, but a party of one. Um, but yeah. yeah, like as as people have said, they're just like, isn't it bizarre that you know, or like all other workplaces in the country have like you know anti-bullying laws and anti-discrimination laws and all that sort of shit. Um, I guess, yeah, the Senate and Parliament just don't have that.
3: Yeah, I guess so. But so Sarah Hansen-Young's basically suing him for defamation unless he apologises, which he's refusing to do.
0: (laughs) The problem is, you know, you you just know that, like, um, even if he got sued and even if he lost, he would fucking love it. He would one hundred percent love it. It would absolutely just let him let him rile up his fucking straight white angry libertarian base uh, on account of you know being being censored by the state, being censored and punished by the government. He would fucking love to be like actively punished for exercising what he sees as his free speech. Oh, he would yeah. Love that shit.
3: We'd love it.
0: Huge asshole. Anyway, uh, fuck dickhead. that
3: guy. Fuck you, David.
0: Fuck you, David. Um, there was a there was an appearance from a friend of the show, noted dipshit Miranda Devine, on uh, the Today Show, uh, in which she <laughs> included the notable quote. Um, she was defending David Laneham, um, and she, the quote from her was: "Women are the weaker sex, and I think it is outrageous to be demonising the very people who protect us."
1: Oh. <laughs> Ooh,
0: Miranda. Oh boy. Um, David Laneholm has quote tweeted this saying, I disagree with her criticism of what I said, but her broader point is valid. <laughs> if all men are described as rapists, can't control themselves, pigs and morons, why should we even try?
4: Yeah, I can't why, think of any any
0: reason. Yeah. If if someone look, let me just put it this way. Look. If some lady out there is going to say a mean name about me, why should I not do rapes? Yeah. You know, why should I even bother not being a rapist if somebody is going to, like, call me a name? It's the same crowd (sighs) that, like, gets in on the triggered snowflake shit, you know?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I also love in the news at the moment is that, um, guy that, uh, vandalized Eurydice Dixon's memorial in Melbourne. And then there's all these posts from him on Facebook that are like, men are always being demonized. People think men are all awful. So he went and defaced a sexual assault murder victims, uh, memorial, which is really doing well for the cause of saying that, um men aren't terrible you know yeah, let me
0: let me Good prove that <laughs> let me prove that young men don't deserve this bad rap by yeah. um <laughs>
3: being a huge piece of shit
0: yeah yeah Whew. and um i would also just just to run back to that last point um that david laneholm saying you know oh if all men are going to be described as the these various things why should they even try to you know not rape yeah. or murder women He's also a fucking diehard libertarian and the whole ethos is around personal responsibility. Mm. The entire thing is about being completely responsible for your own actions. Jesus Christ. <sighs> uh, so that's what you get, Miranda, for trying to defend a huge dipshit. Speaking of Miranda Devine, mm. uh, she had a little piece. A little piece in the rag that she writes for. Great. <coughs> Hmm. And, um, just trying to find the, uh, find the title of it. It It's a good title. It's a very good title. Um, anyway, let's have a little bit of a read from Miranda Devine's latest piece about the unhinged leftists, uh, assaulting, assaulting, um, conservatives. (laughs) Okay. Because that's, that's truly scary stuff, folks. Very scary. Um, All right. Are we ready? We're we ready for a little Punto Book Club yes. reading of Miranda. <laughs> Miranda says. We should recognise demented mobs possessed by self righteousness, because they were more or less a permanent feature of the Howard and Abbott governments when our borders were being secured and unauthorized boat arrivals being stopped. Um yeah, it might have might have been related to all the human rights abuses, but let's not let's not get tripped up on that. Mm. <coughs> Refugee activists whipped themselves into a froth of hatred against politicians they pretended were worse than Nazis, presiding over gulags and concentration camps. And scare quotes. It's good just, stuff. Just, just
4: quick note. Um, multiple people. Uh, have killed themselves by setting themselves on fire uh, until they burn themselves to death in protest. I think uh, we've had uh,
2: three suicides on Manus Island in the last 12 months, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep.
4: yep. So if you want to define, you know, if you want to be a unhinged leftist, defining a gulag as somewhere where you put innocent people indefinitely until they kill themselves, then, you know, that's just the kind of rhetoric I think we've... St- Come to expect from people on the left,
2: right, also where the the people that have created these have been very explicit in their intention to make them as bad as possible, so as to be a deterrent for people to not to want to end up there as
0: well. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're going to define a concentration camp as a place that you specifically um, excise certain ethnicities from the rest of your population, so that you don't have to integrate them. Well, I don't know what to tell you about. <laughs> so the article's gone gone well so far. Gone well so far, and based off that, based off that last sentence, let's see if this next sentence uh, holds a note of projection. See if you can detect it. Okay. <clears throat> High on their own virtue, they excused any deception, abuse, and even violence because they claimed to do it in the name of good. Huh. That sounds a lot like um, setting up horrifying uh, camps in third world countries with the claim that you're stopping deaths at sea.
3: Mm. No, nah. Yeah. Hmm. no, nah,
0: that's probably not right. Don't, don't worry. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. <coughs> in the... <laughs> every sentence is just so fucking wrong. Uh, for example... Like like the first half of this next sentence. In the United States, the left has hit a new low over immigration policy. Oh.
1: <laughs> is, it, is,
0: it, is it them that are hitting
4: a, a new low over immigration?
0: Defin- it's definitely oh. the left. It's definitely the left. <clears throat>
4: Polish Jews hitting a new low.
0: <laughs> <sighs> Jeez. In the United States, the left has hit a new low over immigration policy, now chasing Trump administration officials out of restaurants and booing them out of movie theaters, camping outside their homes and shouting through the night so they can't sweep, ambushing their families and threatening their children. At a refugee rally in Los Angeles on Saturday, Democrat politician and Clinton ally... Maxine Waters incited the mob to harass Trump administration officials and drive them out of public places. I like a Clinton, yeah. Clinton ally in there as though yeah. Yes, yeah. As like, though Hillary the- Clinton's fucking relevant in any way shape or form <laughs> in the current political landscape. Somebody who campaigned with the incumbent. Yeah, like fucking 2 years ago now. <laughs> Uh, quote, if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant in a department store at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd and you push back on them and you tell them they're not welcome anymore anywhere, she urged the crowd, through a megaphone. Not a megaphone.
2: Goodness gracious, that makes your voice louder <laughs> and scarier. <laughs>
0: I really like that she felt the need to tell us that she did it through a megaphone. It's really good. Uh, Coming less than a year after a Republican congressman, Steve Scalise, was shot and almost killed by a Democratic supporter. You would think Waters would choose her words more carefully. Like, don't they wind up finding out with every one of the people who, like... Who was the other guy who, um... Who, like, did the, the knife attack on the train? You know, he was, like, harassing mm. the Muslim girls oh, uh, yeah. uh, in the States. Yeah, where well, they found, like, a couple of pro-Bernie Facebook posts yeah, on sort his of thing, but
2: yeah. then also, like, dozens of, like, pro-Trump posts on there as well. Like, the guy had no yeah. fucking coherent ideology. He was just not yep. well.
0: Yeah. And uh, and they were like, ha, huh, see? We're, well, uh, I mean, if we can take away anything from Bernie Sanders politics, it's that you should uh, yell at young Muslim women mm. about yeah Uh, but no in the last few days we've seen white house press spokesman sarah huckabee sanders and her family evicted from a red hen restaurant by an owner who hates donald trump florida's republican attorney general the, the weird thing about that was that like everyone
2: was like oh you know they were run out by the staff rudely and like they were given uh a cheese board or a cheese platter as an appetizer, and then asked if they could leave, and then they were given <laughs> the food they had for free. They were like content. They were like, "You don't have to pay for this, but we want you to leave." Like yeah, it was both... the least like aggressive life. way you could have possibly done that.
0: Well, considering how many people are currently having this whole civility argument around, well, you're supposed to talk out your differences, and you're supposed to respectfully disagree about things. And, like, what that woman did who owned the restaurant could not possibly have fit that bill in a closer way to what these people are talking about. And isn't this like,
2: their fucking dream back? of having, like, complete autonomy over your own business? Like, mm, apparently. It's a right-wing wet dream to be able to, like, stick up for your principles by yeah, having complete will refuse freedom of choice. to
0: anybody for any reason at no any time. No cakes for
2: gay people. No yeah. cakes. And it's just, ugh, it's so fucking insane. This whole, it's not a debate. It's just a fucking stupid talking point. But the the whole thing is just based around right-wing people not realizing that the other people have principles. Like, the, just not mm. understanding that they or they honestly believe politics is some sort of weird game where you just pick a position that you hold and then you squabble about it for fun instead of being like... So that, you know, for them, a disagreement is meaningless. They're like, oh, I don't think trans people are people, but you think trans people are people. Well, we can probably just... Isn't that funny? But but yeah, we can still sit down and have dinner together. Whereas this is an issue of people being like, hey, it's fucking insane that you have put 2,300 kids in a cage with like little chance of them getting back to their parents. That's fucked. I don't want to be friends with someone that thinks that's a good idea.
0: Uh, and just to come back to the whole oh a, a baker should be able to refuse to bake a cake for a gay wedding and all that sort of shit um I would also argue with that point that um people people I keep seeing people like right wing people online trying to argue an equivalency between these two things between saying oh well that's a business owner discriminating against someone and being bigoted against someone um based off of you know their beliefs and it's like well hmm. uh, mm,
1: I, I would kind of argue
2: no one is born a White House press secretary it's not yeah. some mm. intrinsic quality to themselves
0: exactly, exactly. like and that was, that was the same thing I kept thinking when I was saying that which is like there's, there's sort of an inherent uh, quality to discrimination which is treating someone differently based on a quality of themselves that they cannot change even if they wanted to uh discriminated against someone based on the color of their skin or their sexuality or where they were born or what language they speak or whatever the fuck like yeah you can just you can quit that job if you don't like being hassled about being the fucking spokesperson for a horrifying regime you can just not work there anymore mm. especially if you're from a fucking you know you're you're from a rich family like she is as well It's not like there's going to be any kind of problems if you just say, you know what, I'm just going to hang this shit up. I'm just going to take three months off and then get a job with some lobbying firm or whatever. Um, You could even, if you wanted to, on the way out the door say, you know what, I've realized this stuff is really fucked up and I'm going to go now. And people would just forgive you. People would absolutely just forgive you. Uh, What was the dude's name who was the press secretary before her? Scaramucci. Sean no, Spicer? No, the, oh, the other the, guy. Sean Spicer, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sean, Sean Spicer. Sean, Sean Spicer. They got him turning up on fucking award yeah, shows. Oh 100%. God. People take... Like, Hollywood people taking photos of oh, him and yeah. shit. yeah. And all because he came out after the fact and went, yeah, Trump's actually pretty shitty. They were like, yes, you're in. Yeah. Ooh, you're in. Congrats. Get in. I, I think the other thing that stands out um, to me about this is
4: that that um, conservatives can't... They're so far removed from the action, right, that they cannot imagine politics having direct consequences in their life, right? Mm. So, for for them to suddenly start suffering direct consequences for the act of you know marginalizing millions of people with just horrific policies, right? In in America, as the you know too too many to count, for them to actually suffer direct. Physical consequences as a as a response to their politics, which is what um, Marginalized people suffer every day comes as a complete surprise to them, right? There would be people that are That know not only take issue with what they're doing But take so much issue that they cannot that they're besides themselves um, Trying to deal with it right that they can't they can't imagine that because they are so far removed from it
0: well, um yeah i mean we we we're seeing now how people are reacting to being mildly inconvenienced that's right like it's it's been a fucking national news story over there for well an international news story about them about sarah huckabee sanders and her fucking party of 8 having to walk across the street to another restaurant you know must like, be rough
4: <laughs> yeah yeah, and when you when you come in with a party, a real um, border crossing, if you <laughs> with a you know who, whose stated goals are to eliminate, um, you know, the um, any semblance of public health, um, you know, to to continue to just destroy, um, and, and kill you know poor people to make it so that yeah, it do, is possible to be poor, the... too poor to live and then die right and to be asked to leave a restaurant at the end of all of that, you know, fuck off.
3: Hmm. Agree.
0: What were you going to say, Ben?
2: Oh, just, uh, they, someone, there was like a a think tank or something that crunched the numbers on what they reckon the effects of uh, the Medicaid cuts were, or the Obamacare cuts, whatever they want to call them, would have on like actual people dying. And it was like a five-finger number, people in the States that just have preventable illnesses that, They just will not be able to get care for and they will just simply die. And that's the thing is that none of these people give a shit because they don't comprehend that what they're doing has real world actions. You know, Mm. they want to cut healthcare, not because they're trying to tighten up the budget. They don't give a fucking shit about that. It's because their fucking fan base is addicted to this idea of being like, we're going to help less people because doing it through the government, we innately believe to be bad. For fucking insane reasons. So because, them, it,
0: because it costs money now to raise the defense budget by $4 trillion.
2: 100%. And they're fucking happy to do that. And these people are happy enough for keeping poll numbers up a couple of percentage points to literally consign thousands of people to fucking death by signing a piece of paper because there is no impact on their life whatsoever from doing that. They will never meet these fucking families they will never even finish reading a news story about it. They might skim a fucking headline and they're not going to look into this at all. You know, th- this will never, ever come back to them in any meaningful way. And, you know, people are going to work their fucking asses off to reverse this shit years later. And none of this will ever come back to them. There's no punishment for doing anything like this. Even after they're out of the job because the administration's changed. They're in another fucking cushy job. They're rich as shit. They don't give a fuck. Literally the worst thing that will happen to them Is that they will go into a restaurant, they will sit down, they'll get some free fucking food, someone will walk over and say, I'm sorry, we need you to leave. They will walk somewhere else, they will have fucking dinner, and they will cry about it for a fucking week. And that is literally the worst thing that will happen to them.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, imagine just having to hear in any way, shape, or form that the things you were doing are real. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, I've seen a lot of commentary on the same sort of thing that, like, for a a very long time, you know, DC has just operated as this very sort of insulated, self-protecting class of, oh, well, we all just know, that you know, it's all just playing the game. If you're doing these things here while you're in this kind of job, then that's just part of the deal. And I think that you can look at the fact that, like, when Obama was in for eight years, you know, they didn't prosecute anyone from Wall Street. They didn't fucking, you know, do anything about all of the, all the fake reasons for going to Iraq, any of that sort of stuff, all those things. Instead, no, they're just, uh, you know, appearing at state funerals together with the bushes and, like, it's all just hanging out and being buddy-buddy and, like, oh, well, well you know, you do what you do while you're in and then you're set for life. Everything's fine. Everything's totally fine. We all have to look at each other as nice statesmen. Uh... Miranda goes on to say, Homeland Security Secretary Kirstjen Nielsen was booed out of a Mexican restaurant near the White House, and Trump advisor Stephen Miller was harassed by protesters at another Mexican restaurant. Why (laughs) are they more Mexican restaurants? Mm,
3: I wonder why. Uh,
0: And he was called a fascist. I can't believe, folks folks out there, uh, that Stephen Miller was called a fascist for nothing other than the act of living as a gigantic fascist.
3: Shocking. Must be very hurtful hearing that. It must
0: be very upset for him to be he, labelled as... He went as.
4: home and he just
0: cried
4: himself to bed and the only way he could console himself was just with a big old bag of hair that he slowly ate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just went home and sadly wrapped himself in one of his big swastika flags. And wept.
4: God, the nonce on that guy
0: just a fucking wild head. And, um, absolute psychopath as well. <clears throat> once, you mob, once you unleash the mob from civilized norms, there's no telling what comes next. Now there is talk of round-the-clock security for high-profile Trump officials and suggestions they should arm themselves for protection. Oh, that's going to go well. But don't think Australia is immune from this sickness since our left-wing establishment slavishly follows American trends. Uh, And she then goes on to talk about um, our race discrimination commissioner, Tim. Go on. Do it. (laughs) Fomacen. I'm having a crack. That's That's good. Sorry, everyone. Can anyone else do better?
2: Theo, you you seem quite confident there. Timbo.
0: Timbo. (laughs) Race commissioner, Timbo was on the ABC defending the harassment of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, He said, It's powerful stuff. I can understand why the Red Hen restaurant owner took a stand and why there would have been many people cheering her on. Uh, He hopes the restaurant staff will keep up their activism, quote, Agitate and organize and harness any righteous anger. Coming out of this exchange, I would hope there are people who are galvanized. He did say it would have been better if the Red Hen owner had engaged in, quote, an argument, a civil argument with Sanders as she tried to order her meal. Fuck off, cop. (laughs) Fuck off. <laughs> um, well it also sounds like she did do that Like she took her outside and said Look I, th- I You know I really can't be on board with what you're doing And so I, I don't want you to eat in my restaurant And Sarah Huckabee Sanders went Okay uh, But Bridie Jabour, assistant news director At Guardian Australia Prefers harassment Oof. Uh, Quote The powerful stance, the shunning That's the thing that's made international headlines She said That's a big stance I'm not going to welcome you or your people or your kind or people who are working for you into my establishment. It's taking a stand. It's galvanizing the left. In these times, it's an effective tactic. So that's what it's about then. International headlines. Taking a, scare quotes, stance. Why is in court She literally
2: doesn't recognise the concept of having taking a stance like
0: or anything. Yeah. <laughs> also, shunning a certain kind of people. She's taking galvanizing the left. For what exactly? Um
2: <laughs> She's getting so up. pissed off at this and Bridie's not even like saying that that. Yeah, she's not even necessarily endorsing it. She's just describing it as being effective, not mm-hmm. saying that yeah, I don't know. It's, well, yeah, she's,
0: she's clearly saying that is that is the thing that has been powerful. That is the thing that has cut through as a news story yeah. and has galvanized people. Do you, do you think that there would be anything like the amount of news stories if it had been like, uh, Red Hen Owner has respectful conversation out the back that she doesn't tell anyone with about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, and then serves her a complete meal. <laughs>
2: powerful. This <laughs> yeah, restaurant powerful owner stuff. served a woman an entire meal and then wrote a very, very small, frowny face on the receipt at the end of the night.
0: <laughs> Man. And like, and again, this last sentence here, this is one of those like sentences that is loaded with close but no cigars, you know? Mm. Uh, that's what it's about. International headlines, taking a stance, shunning a certain kind of people, galvanizing the left? For what exactly? Well, for all the things you just said in the sentence leading up to the question them. mark at the end. Taking a st- Like you said, Ben, just people who are ch- truly perplexed at the idea that someone could just take a moral position on a thing mm. and say, I'm going to do this because I think it's the right thing to do. Not because I'm playing a card, not because I'm trolling somebody, you know, not because I'm fucking trying to own the libs or whatever, just because this person's here, they are the face of this fucking horrifying regime at the moment, and I don't want to work for them right now. I don't want to take that person's money and sit them down and host them and give them a nice meal and make them feel nice. I don't want to give this person comfort in this time. And like that's that's fine, you can do that. That's a real thing. That's not bigotry, it's not discrimination, it's just no shoes, no shirt, <laughs> uh, no fascist regime, no service. Mm. you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, so should we take a couple of quick questions from the mailbag to close it out? Sure, hmm. Uh, we've got one that is specifically addressed to Lucy ooh. Oh, okay. You ready? This is okay, going to be uh, mean. Friend of the show...
3: Am I about to be owned.
0: <laughs> it's either going to be mean or horny. Uh, so be what prepared. Do do? Folks, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> uh, friend of the show CDK asks, uh, Lucy, fuck, marry, kill. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Lee, Sh- <laughs> Shannon Knoll. <laughs> Lee Harding.
3: Oh. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. All
0: right. I feel like question. I had to look up who Lee Harding do? was. <laughs> I had to look up who Lee Harding was. I'm going to do that too.
3: All right, Ben, do... what's your assumption?
2: I feel like you're going to marry Lee Harding, Correct. kill Shane Warren, <laughs> fuck Brett Lee.
3: It's so. It's Shane it's, so easy. Brett it's Brett Lee. It's so easy. Oh, wait. Shannon Knoll, did you say?
0: Shannon oh, Knoll. Shannon Knoll. Fuck. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Brett Lee, Shannon Knoll. Lee Harding. All right,
2: well, I I still maintain that you could marry Lee Harding. I just feel like that's where that I was all
3: have to Yeah, well, I mean, I wanted to marry Lee Harding for a very significant portion of the uh, Australian Idol season <laughs> in whatever year it was.
2: You probably had matching haircuts at the time. We
3: probably <laughs> did. I don't know if Yikes. I could kill Shannon Knoll, but... Yeah. Um,
0: no one could given kill the choice. Shannon Knoll, come on.
3: Brett Lee's got some bad political views.
0: Uh, but I mean... He, but he
3: looks like he'd go all right, you know. He'd get the job done. He would get the job done. He would, he would have had his Wheat Bix, if you know what I'm saying. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> my goodness. Uh, lover of the show, Amy, asks, is there any country in the world without a racism problem? Hey, you ready? I'm straightening my tie for this one. Uh, oh. Wakanda. Oh. Wakanda.
3: Oh, you did it. You did Thank it. Thank
0: you. Thank you.
2: I'm trying to think oh, of man. countries that would be entirely racially homogenous. Iceland. Well, I was thinking that, but I bet there's one black person in Iceland, and they're having a horrible time. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: copping a raw deal. Everyone's like going, going
2: through, space. just getting
4: spat on by Bjork, <laughs> and all oh. seventeen members of Sierras. Is-
0: hey, <laughs> can I can I just say? Um, I just listened to a recent episode of Struggle Session with Leslie Lee the Third. And um, Ricky Rolls uh, and another lady who I was not familiar with. And they were talking about Black Panther. And I felt extremely vindicated that um, two prominent black voices said... Do they hate it? That, that they were like, mm, I was pretty underwhelmed by it as a superhero movie. Yes. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my yes. God, I'm not a I'm racist still
3: anymore. still woke. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> that was tough. Yeah.
0: A rough time for me watching Same. that and going,
3: meh. I was like, I don't like this.
0: Yeah, it was just look. It was just, it was, it was all right. fine. It was, it was a perfectly
3: fine. reasonable film. It's perfectly
0: reasonable. I just just blow my dick off. That's all. Uh, but yes, I recommend struggle session to you folks. Check that one out. Mm. Friends of the show. Uh, and one final question from friend of the show, Merza. Who says, uh, I'm extremely into strategy and tower defense games. What are some awesome new ones that you've seen lately that you like? I'm directing this at Theo for some reason.
4: Why? Okay. I, I can't help you, man. I have never played a tower defense game in my life. Yeah, I'm not, I'm I skipped not much that of a whole stage.
0: tower hey, would defense like- person. Just, just a question: Would like, would like, old um, Starcraft and Warcraft games count as? Terrifying? No, well, it started
4: off. So, Tower Defense, to my understanding, started off in. Um, it's like a Warcraft three map. Warcraft three map. Yeah. That's that's right. Oh. Which was which gave birth to the whole. Um, the whole genre. The whole genre of. Um, help me out here. Not uh, League of, not League of Legends, but.
2: No, I know what you mean, that sort of game. Uh, Dota. Dota Dota started off as a
4: Warcraft 3 mod, I think. Um, And that's about, I don't know, I'm terrible at strategy. Um, I'm way too anxious uh, to make decisions um, about uh, what I should do. And I just like to uh, sit in a little corner and then I get killed in
0: the first 10 minutes. So uh, I'm not the person to talk to. Yeah, I prefer games where I'm the one doing the thing as opposed to kind of saying, all right, queue up some stuff and then watch that happen. Oh, I, I yeah, love I, I love
4: queuing up stuff and watching it happen, but just in my own little world, um, like, hmm. uh, like City Skylines or something.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I think Theo and I are very similar in this regard, and the thing that we like largely in games is uh, systems that are oh, autonomous and not prone to collapse. So... You you build the system up skillfully, but it will maintain itself after you've put it into a... It's relaxing. We want to be relaxed and in control, huh. because that's hmm. not how we are in our normal lives.
0: Hmm. Fine. Uh, well, I apologize that we don't have any, any good answers for you. Yeah, um, get, get fucked. Should I mean, take, sorry. Should we take <laughs> one other question that we can try to actually answer? All right. Sure. Sure. Ooh, okay. I already know the answer to this next one. Oh. Uh, okay. friend of the show, Anders, although I want to say it, Anders. Anders. Yeah, Anders. Uh, o- Anders. Anders Russell. Um, please do not correct us if we're wrong. <laughs> um, friend of the show, Anders Russell, asks, which host will be the first to turn class traitor when Sky News comes seeking a well-paid quizzling to be token pinko lefty on another Outsiders reboot? And I just want to jump in by saying, Lucy. <laughs> yeah, that was my first thought. <laughs> Absolutely oh, Lucy. be Lucy Yeah, it's um, like, okay, it's me Lucy has really always me. been the first to jump uh, at the opportunity to sell out In any way that it presents itself Yeah Like, if if money's involved, I will take them I'll say whatever the fuck I wanna want to defend I just,
3: myself somehow, but I, I haven't got anything
0: I've always had the
2: feeling that you feel that you are ready to jump from being a $20 bottle of wine person To a $30 bottle of wine person Ooh.
3: Exactly Look, it's something, something about the gender wage gap.
0: Oh, for fuck's uh, sake!
3: I'm working on some kind of defence here, but I'm come back to me.
0: You could be the next Daisy Cousins. That's all I'm saying. I could you be. Could, um, you could be up there, yep. uh, twirling watch your a bunch Parazol. of
4: uh, Maggie Smith videos, try and get the voice down.
3: Yeah. Oh my God.
0: Although apparently they do not have the money to help you with your hair. Apparently
3: you not. They've got no hair and makeup. That's for sure. They can Zero
0: go from the feet budget. up, uh, but only <laughs> to the neck. Mm. That's right. <laughs> only to the neck. They will not help you apply your own um, 20 shades too dark lipstick. Uh, mm-hmm. They do not have a stylist that will tell you that
2: the weirdly orangey red you have chosen as your signature <laughs> lipstick color does, does not, not go see. with your hair, complexion mm. or outfit. <laughs> Welcome to... Ooh,
3: you guys are bitches. The catty bitch podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is queer eye
1: now. <laughs> All right,
0: folks. That's uh, going to just about do us
2: for this week. Before we go, uh, yeah. I just want to share some international news that happened this week oh, yeah. that is fucking me up somewhat. Uh, this is a short story. So, there was an octopus in Hokkaido. Right, a great Pacific octopus that was caught by a fisherman, and this fisherman thought, you know what, I'm going to see if this octopus is psychic. So he you gotta put. You got to
4: test every octopus. I think
2: they do this for all of them, uh, and this one passed a couple of tests. So he, yeah, this fisherman, before three World Cup matches, Japan's first three World Cup matches, uh, he puts these little baskets in there. One's marked win, one's marked draw, one's marked loss. And this octopus picks three out of three, right? 100% strike rate. It's incredibly talented psychic octopus. And then seemingly out of nowhere, uh, this fisherman kills the octopus and sends it to a fish market to be sold <laughs> as food. <laughs> All right. This is part one of the story. Part two of the story is that Uh, at Beijing's Palace Museum. They have a number of cats that live there. Uh, And they selected one of their cats. Uh, I can't remember what the cat's name is, but the cat's name means white spot. It's this tiny little ginger cat that has a white spot on it. And they do a similar thing, slightly simpler. For a bunch of matches, they they put out two bowls of food, one marked with each team's name, right?
0: I just want to say that right now, any... Any like science or statistics nerds that are listening to the show right now. Carl, I'm thinking of you, are just fucking furious. Alright, well
2: yeah. look that octopus did something with a like it was a one in nine chance of getting that right. It's pretty good. One in nine's not right, terrible.
3: Though. Got it right.
2: This cat uh doesn't do as great. It, it gets a couple wrong. Uh it gets six of them right in a row. Which is a one in twelve chance of that happening. It's pretty good.
4: No no. What? <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, that's two different outcomes. Oh no, it's two to the power of six, isn't it? No, no it's not. If
4: if it's a yeah, if it's a if it's a fifty-fifty chance that you're talking about, then then the chance of that happening, if chance of getting six in a row right, is two to the power of six.
2: Oh, that's much better than that's a genius cat. That's amazing. That is a genius cat. Hmm. So, uh, this cat does that <laughs> immediately. Immediately after it gets these six correct in a row, uh, the cat is then hospitalized uh, because it has fallen ill. And then two days later, the museum announces that the cat is dead. Probably ate some poisonous psychic octopus <laughs> in the fish market. <laughs> so this happens. These these animals died within days of each other. Like it's fucked up. This is just crazy to me That's that real like up. I always look out for these like the psychic animal yarns because they're fantastic, right? Because lots of people try them, so there's always going to be some that sort of come out looking good statistically because you know sheer chance or whatever. And then the ones that don't do well are completely forgotten. But the two that have done kind of well that ended up in the news both just fucking died. Uh, hmm. it was just a very, very strange bit of news. <laughs>
0: What a happy story you've brought to us. Yeah, so I want
3: everyone to, to, end t- with.
2: to think about that beautiful octopus and that beautiful cat uh, who are now in heaven together, um, picking sex. the outcomes of World Cup matches. They're <laughs> <I, laughs>
0: Pentacle porn. Probably. <laughs> uh, We've got a crime pass for this week. Your crime pass this week is to tase David Laneholm. Hmm.
3: If he listens to this, he'll get real mad about it. So, hi,
4: David.
0: He gets fucking mad about everything. Because he's a huge, mad, bullshit bitch.
4: And if you're in a a restaurant uh, and you see, like, a psychic
0: lobster in a tank or something like that,
3: free it. Free it, yes. Let it free.
0: Just a quick note. um, Things that we need you to do once you've finished listening to this episode. Uh, Number one, go to iTunes, leave a five-star review. Five stars, no less. Um, and no number two, please tweet at Senator David Laneholm and ask him to unblock me at Illy Botion <laughs> so that I can continue to yell at him about being a big bald headed dipshit libertarian bitch. Because uh, he was pretty pretty quick on the block, he got me early. Um, so I've I've had a lot of yelling at him that I wanted to do, I haven't been able to. <laughs> Uh, So, if you could please tweet at him about that, Um, you know, lie to him if you want, Uh, tell him I'm a nice guy and there's been some kind of misunderstanding so that I can just immediately just heap abuse on him.
4: And if that doesn't work, then phase two of the plan, if you were willing to let your account be used as a mouthpiece for abuse
0: from Andrew, yes, please sign up. Please contact me, yes. Uh, as always, you can get bonus episodes over on Patreon at com forward slash wait, oh, mm. <coughs> patreon.com forward slash Buntavista. Uh, you can get merchandise at Buntavista.com forward slash merchandise. Uh, and as always, you can receive our love and affection online, on the internet, because we're all on the internet. We way are. Way too much. All online. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, with that, we'll leave you with our completely normal theme song. Bye, folks. Bye. Bye. Bye.